Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Components of the supernatural. All right, I, I taught three things at the Lekki Church this morning, but let me, let me start with, with prayer, okay? Components of the supernatural. The Bible says, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. Uh, Paul was writing to the Ephesian church. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you always laboring for you fervently in prayers, that you may stand complete in all the will of God. There's something that happens when we take time to pray. There's something that happens in the realm of the spirit when we take time to pray. You know, praying in the spirit is like, it's like, it's like traveling in the realm of the spirit. It's like going out, going forward in the spirit. And when we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, we'll begin to give birth to things, things, build things up in the realm of the spirit. Epaphras, who is one of you, Ephesians 4, 12, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. You know, you, know, you know that praying is like laboring. It's, it's doing spiritual work. Spiritual work requires spiritual power. Natural work requires natural power. And when we do spiritual work, we need to do spiritual work with spiritual power. And so when we begin to pray in the spirit, we begin to give back to things. Listen, if you pray more than you're praying, things will begin to happen in your life. Oh, years ago, I was, I was a college student. And one day I said to God, I said, I will be at Sports Center 7 a.m. in the morning and 7 p.m. at night. I'd never done that before. And when I started doing that, things began to change. Things began to happen. I began to see more. I began to hear God. See, there are things that God wants to do in our lives that we have not paid attention to because we have not taken time to pray. You know, there are certain things I can't discuss with my six-year-old. I can't, you know, I read our Bible stories. We talk about the Bible. But I can't say, let me tell you about uh, David and Bathsheba. She doesn't have understanding. There are certain things that God wants to get across to us, but we're not matured for it. And it's not because God doesn't want to tell us. It's because we are not paying attention to it. So when we start paying attention, when we start spending time in prayers, all of a sudden we begin, we begin to see more than we saw before. All of a sudden, oh, that this, that. In the fall of 2018, fall of 2018, that's late 2018, God spoke to me and said, I'd like you to take some time to pray. How many of you have felt like God, God will say, I want, to, I want to talk to you and I want to take time to pray. God, you are talking to me. Why don't you just say it now? Like, say it now. Oh, you know what? Over, over the years of reading scriptures of, you know, God telling you, no, I mean, God said to Samuel, he said, go to the house of Jesse and anoint me a king. And he gets there. God showed, told him the house of Jesse. And then he saw the first one. He said, and he said, it must be him. He said, no, it's not him. The second one, it must be him. Why was God wasting time? Why God was it? It's David. But then he had to go through all the stuff, okay? So it's just like God. God said, okay, take some time to pray and I want to talk to you. And so I start praying. I get to the office. And instead of going into my office, I go into the auditorium because, you know, I like walking around when, when I pray. And so I start praying. Dr. K will come in and say, Pastor, what are you doing here? Go to your office. I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, but I didn't need to announce that I was praying, you know. Like, Pastor, you know, you employed me. I'm praying. I can't do your work, so I'm busy right now. No. So I say, yes, sir. 
But I had my work there. So if, any, if there's anything any urgent, I tell my staff, look, if it's urgent, call me. If it's not urgent, hold it. I'll come back in. And then I began to pray. And in that season, revelation came. God gave direction. Things happened. I saw beyond what I'd seen before. There are next levels waiting to be birthed. There are next levels waiting to be birthed in prayer. Next level in ministry. Let's next level in utterance. I remember years ago, I, 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 I wouldn't even buy my own tape. If I preach and they say buy it or give it to me free of time, I won't buy it. Because I didn't like how I said it. You see, the way it was sounding on the inside wasn't the way it was sounding on the outside. I needed to give birth to that thing. And so in the place of prayer, I began to pray. And then all of a sudden, it started looking like what it was sounding on the, out, on the inside. Because when we pray, we give birth to our destinies. Their destiny is waiting to be battered. Listen, you don't know where you'll be in the next two years. God knows. The Bible says, I has not seen here, no hear heart, neither has he entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And how do we know those things? It says, those things are revealed to us by the spirit which has been given to us by God. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And when we begin to pray in the spirit, oh, what happens is this. The Holy Spirit starts taking us through the landscape of our lives. Because if you don't get it in the spirit first, we can't get it in the natural. If you don't get it in the spirit first, we can't get it in the natural. So we begin to create it in the spirit. The Holy Spirit is showing us. He's telling us, revealing it to us. And then we birth it so that we can see it in the natural. So say, oh, my business is not doing fine. We are trying. I'm doing all I know to do. I'm increasing advertising costs. Listen, you are, you, are, you are supernatural. Don't go the natural way. Well, Pastor, several years, you know, I've seen this happen. Someone gets to a place in their lives where they start feeling boxed in because God has more for them. And so they say, maybe, maybe I should go and do a master's. Or maybe I should go and do a, a PhD. Or maybe I should go and do an MBA. Listen, your answer is not an MBA. There's something inside of you that needs to be birthed and you need to pay attention to it. If you've ever been in this place, you feel that I'm bigger than this place where I am. I'm bigger than this. You, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's as if you are boxed in. I'm bigger than this. I'm, I ought to be doing more than this. Listen, uh, no, you can't you can increase your stature by warning. What you need to do is breakthrough. And that comes in the place of prayers. Give birth to your next level. My finances are not enough. I'm bigger than this. Give birth to your next level. Because there's a wisdom in God to take you to the next level. You know, this thing happens, Pastor Shalai, Pastor Shalai was talking about uh, him and I talking in the car. You see, when it comes, you, we, can, we can literally determine what happens in our lives. A lot of times you say, oh, we are waiting on God. No, God is waiting on you. Yeah. God, I need a million dollars. Yeah, take it. God is not scared. If all of us go to God and say, we need, I need a million dollars. God is not scared to give us a million dollars. In fact, the thing is this. He's giving it already. We need to take it. So it's not God withholding. I like saying this because it's one of the biggest revelations ever. And it's also one of the deceits of the devil. That you know one day is going to be my turn. One day is going to be my turn. God will bless me. Listen, there's no one day. It is today. It is now. It is right now. You need to take it. God has already provided. If someone walked up to you and asked and says, hey, do you know what? I just realized I need to get born again. Do, will, you, will you pray with me that God will send Jesus to die so that I can get born again? What will you tell him? Jesus has died already. You need to what? Receive it. That is the same thing with everything that we need in our lives. A job, a house, a car, a next level in ministry, whatever it is we need. It's already been provided. What we need is to take it. Receive it. 
Your healing is already provided. Receive it. So waiting that one day God will heal me is, it will never happen. You have to take it. It's been provided already. Oh, we are waiting on God uh, to give us the fruit of the womb. No, no, no. It's provided already. We need to take it. And so, when we come to this place where we realize God, God is not withholding, someone says, ah, well, why is it not happening? Because capacity is not yet there. It's not developed. The process of believing God develops capacity within us so that when you arrive there, you arrive there as someone that, we give back to it, it's, it's your capacity. And do you know what? You can do it again and do it again and do it again because you did it the first time. The Bible says the prosperity of fools destroyed them. You know why? Because they didn't get it from God. That's why. A fool has said in his heart there's no God. So he didn't get it from God. That's why he's a fool. Okay? And then his prosperity will destroy him. But if you got it with God, God telling you, son, do this, do that. You are working with God. He told you about forgiving your neighbor because he's stopping you. He told you about sowing seed. He told you about spending time in prayer. He told you about calling things forth. The person that started the process is, the, is different from the person that arrived there because you've developed capacity to receive. And if someone says, okay, I'm going to take away what you receive. You'd be like, well, it doesn't matter. I can create it again. So your boss will say, you know what? I'm laying you off. I'm not giving you this job. You know how you got the job in the first place. So do you know what will you do? You create another job. Because you have capacity. When the master, the parable of the talent, the master gave each one according to their ability. He gave one five. He gave one two. He gave one one. According to their ability. The one that had five traded. And do you know what? He developed capacity for five more. So he arrived at this place where he, he started from five. And then he arrived at this place where he had capacity for ten. The process of believing changed him. Built capacity so he could handle more. Listen, God will not commit to us much more than we can do. The master gave each according to their ability. And so when you say, oh, I want more, what you're saying is I need to increase my ability because God is not withholding. Just take it. I need more money. What you're saying is I need more capacity. And so I go into the word, I go into prayer, I, I get the word in my heart, in my mouth, and I keep saying, I'm building capacity, and then I'm there and God says, hey, will, will you give me, L listen, let, let me say this, when it comes to finances, it's very easy, look, if you don't give 10% of 100, you won't give 10% of 10 million, then God bless me, if you give me 1 million, I will give the tithe, but when you had $10 or 10 Naira, you didn't give. You see, all of a sudden, you'll be like, Wow, hundred thousand dollars. Pastor Shola doesn't need that money. Hundred thousand dollars tight off. Ah, no, does church need ten thousand? No, 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 no. Why? Because you couldn't give the tight of ten naira. But when you give the tight of ten and you give the tight of hundred, capacity is being developed. Then two hundred, then God sends you one thousand and you give the tight, then He sends you ten thousand. You give the tight. So when ten million comes. You've developed capacity so it doesn't shake you because you've gone through the process. Let me tell your neighbor, say, God is not withholding. Oh, you're not saying it like I like it. Come on, say, tell your neighbor, say, God is not withholding from you. God is not holding back anything from you. See, crazy faith gets crazy results. So when, when I see that where I am is where I am, I don't want to be. 
where I am, I don't like it. It's not God's fault. I'm not waiting in line. You know, this thing is your turn, it's your turn. It's always your turn. For the time to favor Zion, now the set time is what? Now. So it's, it's not, we're not on the queue. Say, oh, it was Pastor Dayton's turn last week. It was uh, Pastor Chopin's turn uh, the week before. Now it's my turn. You, you got it. It's, it has been your turn since. You just didn't take it. Come and say, I take it. I say, I receive it. I, receive it. I develop capacity. So the process of standing in faith and believing things, I, I shared this in the first service. Someone came to me and said, you know, my mother died. Oh, somebody needs to, okay, that's the time, all right? So this is not the message, all right? Uh, uh, <laughs> this is not the message I prepared, okay? But, but let's go on. Someone came to me and said, my mother died. And when she said that, she said, but, well, let me say this now. My mother died of cancer. My mother was a believer. When it comes to uh, believing God for people, believers, especially when they are, they are deathbed, yeah, lots of factors are involved, including the person himself. Because the mother's of heaven, like, eh, I'm, not, I'm not staying back here, I'm going. Don't, I'm, I am leaving this place. Because someone's like, oh, that means that you can't raise the dead. No, sometimes the dead don't want to, they don't want to wake up like, you are disturbing me. <laughs> Go and face your Nepa issues all by yourself. But she said, three months before her mother died, she said, she said to her, I'm going to get my mother ill. So she got scriptures. She got teachings. She, she said, two hours, the first thing I do for the first two hours is immerse myself in the word, immerse myself in prayer. Developing capacity. She said, I was, I was praying for my mom. She said, but my mom passed. She said, but this is what happened. She said, I found out that I had crossed to the other side. He said, when I believe God for things, and I say, I'm writing the confession. I write the confession, and then I confess it, and then the next day he shows up. He said, things, I'm things that I used to believe God for. He said, in my mind, I thought it would take time. He said, they just start popping up, popping up, popping up. She said, I realized that my spirit grew. My spirit wasn't uh, there's one, There's no one side of my spirit for my mother, one side for my job. He said, my spirit grew. And you know what happened? The spirit began to lay hold on the things in the realm of the spirit. Lay hold on things in the realm of the spirit. Whenever we pray, God, please, God will say, child, he's yours. The same God overall is rich unto all that call upon him. God is not withholding. Whether it's on your job, whether it's in your career, whether it's your business, whether it's in your church, whatever it is, God is not withholding. Develop capacity to receive. Okay, my message just changed. Let me tell you three things to do to develop capacity. Hallelujah. Number one, spend time praying. We've talked about that. Spend time in prayer. You develop capacity in the place of prayer. Capacity goes to the next level. You know more. You, you get more. All of a sudden, you begin to see more. Sometimes, the, 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 the problem is that we can't see. And in the place of prayer, eyes are open. That's why the apostle Paul prayed. He said, I pray that he will grant to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. A lot of times, the challenge of believers is that we don't see it. We don't see who we are. We don't know who we are. We don't know our inheritance. We don't know we have the name of Jesus. We don't know we have authority. 
But when we begin to pray, that sense of authority, that sense of dominion begins to turn on your heart. All of a sudden, in the place of prayer, you're saying, I command this to move there. I command this to move there. Because something happened in your spirit. Your mind might not even catch it, but something happened in your spirit. How many of you have prayed? You prayed for long before, and then when you came out, and you, you started sounding as if there was, there was something that you were drunk on something. Because something happened in your spirit. You realize you are in dominion. The Bible says, whatsoever you allow on earth is allowed in heaven. Whatsoever you disallow in earth. And then you get to the place in the place of prayer. You realize and say, I disallow. I disallow. I allow. Why? Something happened in your spirit in the place of communion and fellowship with God. Prayer isn't just asking for God for things. Prayer is intimacy. Prayer is fellowship. When you spend time with God, you start sounding like him. You start singing like a seas. The Bible says they saw the apostles and they noted that they had been with Jesus because they were unlearned, untrained, unskilled men. But you know what? Being with Jesus refined them. That's why we pray. Because in the place of prayer, we receive direction. Oh God, I need to hold no who to marry. God, who should I marry? Oh, he said I should marry him. B said I should marry him. God, how do I go about it? And then you are praying. Two years, you are still praying. A went away. B got married. C. C relocated. Because direction is not in the place of prayer. We receive direction. God gives us direction. We're not, we're not stuck. When we begin to pray, we begin to pray direction from God and do what you know on your inside. Let me say this. Direction for the believer doesn't come from outside. It comes from within. Through the inward witness. A witness in your spirit. The apostle Paul said, I perceive. That's the way we perceive. You know. I know. I know. know. How? On my inside. The same way you know you are born again. How many of you got a a bad certificate, born again certificate. An angel showed up and said, today since you gave your life to this is your birth You can frame it and put it in your living room. Anybody? But if we ask you, you'll be like, are you born again? You'll be like, yes. Say, you are not born again. Say, ah, I know him more than I know my name. How? There's a witness in your spirit. That same way, the witness of the spirit will come. Even if before the brother shows up, you know. You see him roaming around like a... He will still come to his spiritual senses. And when the brother comes to his spiritual senses, and then he has, he'll be like, you know what? Yeah, let me pray about it. I'll talk to pastor. But you knew. Praise God. In the place of prayer, we give birth to the will of God. We process the will of God. Jesus said to Peter, he said, Peter, the devil has decided to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. He prayed ahead of time. You can pray years ahead of time. You can pray months, weeks ahead of time so that when you get there, the, the things have already been rearranged, set in place. Angels went ahead and put it in place. And you know what? You step there. They say, everything just worked together for your good. Yes, it does. Why? Because you prayed ahead. But that's why we pray in the spirit. Praying in the spirit is luxury for us believers. You can set two issues ahead. Pray, pray for your unborn children. Pray for your marriage. Pray years ahead. And you start walking in the harvest of the prayers you've prayed because you took time to pray. You say, praying long hours in the spirit. You say, hey, we're going to five hours prayer, six hours prayer, ten hours prayer. Those things, battered things ahead of us, things that we didn't know. For years, when I, when I, come, back to, when I come back here, Someone be like, Pastor Dotto, I saw this, this is your confession. And I know, I know it's my confession. Because I know, I know the font. Roman times. Size, font size 11. One guy, 
put my wife's name. I, I said, you're confessing my wife. Whatever I said, it's, it's part of the confession. It's a good confession. I said, take my wife's name there. Everything that I confessed, the guy was showing me a few years ago. He said, everything that you confessed, he said, I'm tracking you. They came to pass. We gave birth to them in the place of prayer. So I'm waiting for God. No, no, God is waiting for you. Let me tell you, say, God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you to lay hold. God is waiting for you to receive. God is waiting for you to say, yes, I receive, it's mine. Because God is not withholding. God has all these goodies prepared for us. Somebody needs to take it. Take your healing. Take your deliverance. Take your promotion. Take your next level. Enhance your capacity in the place of prayer. Listen, your friends should be your friends should be those who you pray together. We enhance capacity together. Say, so let's let's go, let's go let's go let's go on a prayer party, and then we pray and pray and pray and pray and we make things happen. I was a, a church pastor. We needed a, a new building. Is it? I mean, right now in Dallas, uh, during the pandemic, we grew, so it didn't make sense to go back into our building. We couldn't fit in there. If I just before the pandemic, we had problems with the children's church, and so now. During the pandemic, we were meeting, we were meeting outside. If you saw any of our pictures, we were meeting outside. We had this drive-through. People would drive in their cars and stay in their cars. And then, you know, we're, and then people joined us. We grew. We had grew our facility. And then we moved. Right now, we're, we're standing in faith for another facility. But then I record what I did when we needed a facility. In fact, we had been, we needed that facility for some time. And I'm like, okay, you know, we're doing things in the natural. Then one day during the service, I just did a quick check, ran around to see what was happening with it. And then I saw one of our teachers. She was teaching our class. But the class was so full, she was outside and teaching the children inside. I said, ah, God. And so I went to the place of prayers. I remember I would go from the office. I set time during the day. I would, come on, let me tell you. I said, be deliberate. Yes. Tell him nothing just happens. And so I would go to pray. And I, I remember one particular time I'd been praying for about three months and I was in there praying and the Spirit of God came on me and I started groaning the Spirit, groaning the Spirit. I looked around, my staff came, saw me. She was concerned. Is pastor okay? Then she went away. She came back. I was groaning the Spirit. I stopped praying that day. The next day, I got there. After praying for a few minutes, I started groaning the Spirit, groaning the Spirit. It happened three different times. And then every time I prayed, I had a note of victory. You know what? We got our auditorium. Somebody just went and said, we have an auditorium you might, we think you might be interested in. We went, we saw it, we got it. We give birth to it in the spirit first before it comes in the natural. You see, when you start boxing in the natural, you're hungry, you're, you're angry with your boss, angry with this, my boss said this, I'm just mad. Hey, take it to the place of prayer. Settle it in prayer. Hallelujah. Second way to increase capacity is use. Somebody say use. You see, when God puts something in your hands and you start using it, you increase your capacity. I mean, if you've been in the choir for a while, choir members, right? All of your choir members, right? The more you sing, the better you get, right? Why? Because you are using your voice. Just think about somebody that says, they, don't, they have not seen my like yet. By the time I start singing, and the person starts sitting around, by the time I start singing, well, do you know what? It will never happen. Because he's not using or she's not using what she has. Use enables us to get capacity. Look, if you're like me, I, I, am, I have a, a melancholy tendency. You want everything to be perfect. Say, let's, let's have a project. Say, I'm coming. And then you start planning. Two months later, you're still planning. Three months, you're still planning. One year, 
By the time I start this business, mm, say, what, when are you starting the business? I'm waiting for a shop in Ekoi. And what happened to your room? What happened to you? that space in front of your house? Say, no, by the time I start, by the time I start, do you know what? It's not going to happen at that rate. I mean, I know some people, God called them to ministry. They are still starting. They're waiting for the right condition. When we have a big auditorium, AC, everything. But do you know what? It's use that enables you to expand your capacity. When you start using your gifts, you start using the gifts God has given you, using your voice, using your resources. Do you know what? You get better at it. Nothing starts at the top. All of a sudden, you just blew overnight. Nothing blows. Ah! Nothing blows overnight. God will lead you. He said, how I led you through the wilderness in all these years. How I carried you as a father carries his son. And so the little, when you start using the little, that little gift, okay? Oh, there's a book in you. Okay, wake up every morning and write for 30 minutes or write for 45 minutes. Okay, one day I'm going to write a big book. Right, start writing, right, start writing small books. Start writing. You have an Instagram handle. Okay, write something. God loves you. I mean, nobody will contest that except the devil. And then you have the option of muting them. God loves you. Okay, that's what you came up with today. A genius. God loves you more. The second day, at least more. You're making progress. God really, really loves you. That's more progress. Because the more you use, the better you get. I have capacity. I can sing. Why are you sitting there? Listen, the money God puts in your hand is little money. But God put it in your hand. You know, I, I like the story of Abraham. He said, and God tested Abraham. Now, let me, let me quickly say this. God doesn't test us with sickness or disease. They are tests of obedience of faith. So God said, Abraham. He said, yes, Lord. Now take, now listen to God. God knows what he's doing. Now take your son. I, I, you need to read that passage. Your only son. It is, it is not a whom you love God qualified it so there is no mistake now take your son your only son I know you love him and then go and give him up to me where I will show you test of obedience so all of a sudden you came into some thousands of dollars you weren't even expecting it God says son what about the tithe you'll be like no I didn't work for this one it was a gift so I start qualifying it Say, Pastor, what, what, what qualifies for Titan? Can you, can you really explain to me? What, what, if, what if it's not my money, but someone sent it to me for me? <laughs> Tests of obedience of faith. He'll put that little in your hand and say, what does it do? You say, it's not, it's, not, it's not that God, it's not that God doesn't know what we'll do. So God is testing us to know what we do. No, God knows all things. He knows the beginning from the. He knows what you will do. But God is giving you an opportunity to grow, to expand capacity. There are certain things I can't give my child. I have a 14-year-old. I can't give. It. See, by 15, he's going to start to learn to drive. So we're talking one day and said, "What car will you will you drive?" I said, "I'm saving this car. I have a Honda 2013 Honda. I'm saving this car for you." He said, "No." I said, "What do you want?" He said, "Tesla." So he can say that because he's gotten away with a lot of things. When he, Apple Airports came out, he said, Daddy, buy for me. I said, I don't, I don't even have. I said, can you believe? My son, I said, can you believe God for it? 
he's believed God for so many things that my wife and I said, we need to call a conference with God. I said, God, he's getting spoiled. One of my friends said, well, it's your problem. If God gives him, I mean, go and believe God for your own. So he said a Tesla. Now, I won't, if God gives him, me, I won't give him. I mean, he's, he's, he's found a way. Look, he's found a way over the years. I, I want to change my bicycle. I'm, I'm not buying for you. Believe God. He believed God for it. If my daughter believed God, she got three bicycles. They all came together. Listen, this thing works. It works. Faith works. The devil, the devil, so you know, you know, I made a statement in the first service. When, God, when, when Jesus was telling them how to live, his disciples about faith, he said, he said, he said, whosoever shall see unto this mountain be that removed, be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. He didn't say if the devil didn't stop you. The devil was not part of the, the devil is a non-entity. He doesn't factor. And say, don't let the devil hear you. Uh-huh. What will he do? Some people are more afraid of the devil than they are of God. Hallelujah. And so over the years, he's believed God for things. And so, but I won't get, why? Because he needs, he will destroy himself. He, has, he doesn't know how to drive. He will destroy himself and destroy the car. And so God says, if I give him that much money, he doesn't have capacity yet. And so I'm going to send him this one to practice, to get used to. And so he sends you that one. But you're like, God, it's not, it's not enough. But he's saying, he's sending you the discipline. You know, I say to God at times, I say, God, you know, if you send me the money, I, I've proven over time that 30% is yours. Okay, so I give my 30 and I give another 20% as seats in different things. You see, I was giving my tithe and 20% when if God had said, son, take all the money, I'll be like, thank you, father. You know I needed it. But it was the tithe and I started practicing that when it was little. God will put resources in our hands and say, son, do use it. He's proving you. Let me tell you, neighbor, he's proving you. You see, when David, when David faced Goliath and they put on him the hammer, he said, I've not proven this once. I've not used them to see that they are effective. They gave him what had not been proven, but he had proven his sling and his, and his stones. He had said, I killed the lion. I killed the bear. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He understood that because he had a... I mean, in those days, you don't run after bear and lion. You don't. You don't. He ran after them and killed them because he had a covenant with God. He said, now that same covenant will work here. Over time, he had proven that it works. Expand your capacity through use. Let me tell you, neighbor, say, use what you have. have. Say, use your time. Use your money. Use your gift. I say, I don't have a gift. Well, you, you haven't found it yet. The Bible says, as God has given to each one a gift. The many, First Peter 4, 10. God has given each one. The many-sided grace of God is being revealed through us all. You have administrative gifts. You have financial gifts. You are a singing gift. Whatever it is, you have an organizational gift. You have, you have an eye for details. I have someone in my office. You read through the article, you can't find, you can't find, you can't find the problem. And then she show up and say, "Oh, you didn't write that T H E. Well, you, you wrote T H. You forgot the E. Like, where is it? We, we've read it three times, and she's reading the first time. She has an eye for it. So you know what? We just like the grace of God that is given to you, over to you. Use your writing gifts." You know, a lot of us can write and then you've been writing in books, you've been writing it forever. When is it going to come out? Am I preaching to you? 
praise God. Have you been blessed this morning? Let me just stop here. Okay, that wasn't my message. I preached a powerful message on the other side before we crossed over this morning. And I thought I was going to preach the same thing when I got here. But you know we are people of the Spirit, right? We follow the Holy Spirit. Did God speak to your heart this morning? Come on, jump on your feet and let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Just before Pastor Dutton goes down, um, Pastor Dutton, you... And I want everyone to, to listen to this. Don't, don't go out. You want to listen to this part. You said something so powerful at the Lekki Church that I think it's my food for thought all through the week. And I understand it because I practice it. And then you were talking about when you were working in Chevron, uh, God had told you to give your seats. Okay. I just wanted you to share that story. All right, and, be seated. And, and, and also the house thing. Just I wanted to talk about okay, it. Okay, all right, please be seated. Okay, so we're talking about uh, following divine direction. That was where I started. God wants to give us directions. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That is, if you're a son, you have a right to be led. Come and say, I'm a, I'm a child of God. So I have a right to be led by the Spirit of God. So when you need direction, don't be shy. Just say, Father, I claim my rights to receive direction and it will be yours. Several years ago, in 2002, I was working in Chevron. And uh, it was June 2002. I'd gotten my salary and God said to me, he said, take all the seeds, I mean, take everything and sow it to a particular ministry. The ministry was in the United States in Texas. Now, I live in Texas, but then I didn't know I was going to live in Texas. That was June. In July, God said, take all your salary again, all of it, and sow it to that same ministry. So I took everything and I sent it to that ministry. In August, God said, take everything. So I took everything. Someone said, how did you leave? I don't know. <laughs> and then I sent it again. In September, I said, God, here it is. You know, during that time in my life, I was transitioning. Just a few years after that, two years after that, God told me to step into full-time ministry. This, this is why his, his instructions to me two years that I said, don't do business, don't get any job, and don't do business. I mean, when I meet people, I say, what are you doing now? I'm like, um, uh, a lot of things, <laughs> some things. Like what? No? I have computers. If you want to buy a computer, because I know somebody might just sell a computer. I say, yeah, I need a computer. But nobody ever bought one from me. Nobody, not a single one. Anyway, and so I did that. And then, you know, last year, my wife and I, we built our house. We went there, built our house. And this is how it happened, actually. Still following divine direction. I was driving to, I mean, there's a particular uh, development estate that I drive to when I'm going to work. I go through it. And we had just moved to Dallas. We moved to Dallas in 2019 and we built our house in 2020. We started building in May 2020. I didn't want to build a house because of several things. I just moved into the city. I wanted to find out which is, where is the best place, you know, travel around, you know, find a good place. And the second thing was, I had no money to buy, buy a house. I, I wasn't saving up for a house. Um, we, we didn't have the money because when I moved to the United States for four years, my wife couldn't work because I was the only one authorized to work based on our visa status. And then when she got authorization to work, God said, go to Dallas. <laughs> she, she just got a job. She was at the job three months. And then we had to move from Chicago to Dallas. And so we're expecting her to get a job. Five months, six months, seven months, eight months, nine months. And then job was coming. And so I wasn't looking to buy a house, okay? But that day, I drove, as I drove into that estate, 
God said to me, he said, possess the gates of this estate. Now, what had happened before, because I knew exactly what God was saying, because a year before, we had gone on vacation and we went to D.C., uh, Washington, D.C., and went to the White House, went to the Senate, we had everything. So I was in, right in front of the White House. I was trying to get my kids so that we could take a picture with the White House as background. You know, when people travel, like, yeah, so I've been there. So we're trying to get it. And then I looked to my right and I saw these three women. They were Native Americans. They had their, their traditional clothing on and they were saying things. They were like they were praying, you know, maybe chanting incantations. And there it was, man of God, pastor trying to get a picture. He looked so, so frivolous. I mean, these people were taking spiritual authority. I was taking pictures. <laughs> and at that moment, on my inside, I said, possess this land. And I, had, I knew that God wanted me to possess this. He says, possess this land and this ground. So I had to take off my shoes. Now, there were lots of tourists there, lots of people. So I, I just pretended as if I was something in my shoe. You know, I removed my shoes, removed my socks. And then I mashekete. Brasha. Then after a while, I got bold. Nakasha, sha, 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 sa, sa. Okay. People were minding their business. I minded my business. So when I got into this estate, one year later, I was in this estate and God said, take possession of this gate. I mean, possess the gates of this. So I packed my car. I pulled my shoes. I was bold. I'd done it before. Yeah? I was bolder and I prayed in tongues. I prayed and then I got back into my car and I drove away. Like I said, I didn't have any plan to build a house. I didn't have any plan to do anything. And then I just started feeling like, go check out the houses here. Check out the houses here. We checked out the houses. But my wife said, we don't have money to buy a house. And then one day a miracle happened. Money came. I don't have time to go into all the details. Money came. We put it on the house. Da, 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 da. Five months the house was built. We moved into the house. Because of divine direction. One day... I just walk around the house. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful house, if I say so myself. And I walk around the house like, God, how did I get here? I mean, like, God blew my mind. You see, there's some blessings you look at yourself. You look around like, how, how did I get here? I've had church members praying, believing God for jobs. And we, they got the job. And they'll be like, God. So they'll call me. I mean, this has happened several times. They'll call me from work. Say, Pastor Dalton, I'm calling you. It's still a dream. How did I get here? Anyway, so I mean, I wake up middle of the night, look around like, God, how did I get here? One day, God reminded me. He said, do you remember those seeds that you sowed? Your seeds, they go ahead of you. You see, if in 2002 you had asked me what happened, did you get, so, because sometimes we, we think that if you sow a heaven, something big will happen immediately. Nothing happened. I was just living my normal life. Nothing happened. I am I am sure I expected something to happen, but nothing happened. But you're like, okay, well, God instructed me. I had him. Listen, if I made a mistake, I won't make a mistake to hear God three times. I needed my salary. <laughs> so this wasn't, oh, maybe it was a figment of my imagination. No, it was God speaking to me. But nothing happened. 2020, I mean 2003, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, until 2020. I had no money to build a house. I wasn't planning to build one. And so when God speaks to you right now, you see, it doesn't have to, it's not even the amount, it's the obedience. 
Kenneth Hagin said something years ago. He said he was, he was in his church and there was a minister traveling by. And then the minister had no money. It was, a, it was an itinerary minister. He had no money. And then when he got on the bus, he gave the bus driver money. He said, hey, this is the money. Take me to where it will stop. I mean, where it will last. So the driver dropped him right in front of Kenneth Hagin's church. And Kenneth Hagin said, when he saw him, fellow minister, he asked him to preach. So the guy preached. He said, while the man was preaching, God said, take all the offering and give it to him. But Kenneth Hagin's salary was in the offering. He said, to this day, I don't remember what he prayed because I was saying, God, no. God, can we find him somewhere? He said, after this, he took all the offering and put it in the man's hand. Okay, thank you. So he didn't think about it. He said, the man was, he just didn't want to be like, okay, just take it and go. He said, years later, somebody was sick and Kenneth Hagin went there and Kenneth Hagin laid hands on the woman and the woman got healed. She got instantly healed, stood up, heads, everything. And Kenneth Hagin said he got in his car and was driving and he was like, God, that's so awesome, God, that is so great. And God said, if you hadn't obeyed me there, I wouldn't have been able to use you here. He said he knew exactly what God was talking about. So sometimes it may not be money. It's something in the future. A new level of the anointing awaits our consecration right here. Our giving, our prayers, our sacrifices, our denying ourselves. Oh, sometimes when you wanted to blow up, tell them off, give them a piece of your mind, and then you did it. But something is being done here so that there is going to be a harvest right here. Hallelujah. Can we rise and just celebrate the Lord? Thank you so much, Pastor Dutton. Wow. I exalt you. Lift your hands. I exalt you. Exalt you, Lord.
wanted to just take one minute to just pray and ask the Lord for direction what the next thing to do after you've listened to this such a powerful message ask him to speak to you right now because he is speaking what are the adjustments that you need to make what are the decisions that you need to turn away from what are the consecration that need to happen just one minute one minute and some of you just want to redirect your plans to God and say you know what from today I have no other plans but yours that which has been spoken to our being that which we have been impacted with this morning let it bring a lasting impact in our lives and from today open our eyes oh God to the things that we ought to be doing we give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus mighty name we pray Amen. Please let's celebrate Pastor Dalton, everyone. And you may be seated. All right. I just, I just want to say um, three instructions that the Lord put in my heart while Pastor Dalton was um, speaking. Um, and I, I believe that by um, prophetic utterance, this would be for different people in this place. Number one, um, there are some of you who your prayer points this season should actually not be, God give me, give me, give me. It should just go and pray Ephesians 1, 16 to 19. I pray that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ will give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened I believe that there are people here who you need to plug into that in prayers just take at least you know Ken Hagen used to say then that um, God told him to pray um, this prayer point every every day for one hour I want to say that to you as well pray this let's read it together everyone Ephesians let's start from verse 17 from verse 17 one two ready read God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. Next verse, verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to his working of his mighty power. Last verse. One, two, ready, read. Let's read to the end. Verse 21. Verse 
Next verse. Hallelujah. That's the first instruction for some people here. The second instruction I want to just say with to everyone is um, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must go back to this teaching again. I, I hope you know that you, you didn't hear everything it was saying. You didn't hear everything. No. You have to go back to it again. I believe that there are specific things that the Lord is asking you to start doing and just jump in just like he said and do it glory be to God the final thing I want to I want to talk about is what he spoke on last and that is giving let me say this here you know during the leaders meeting I said something and I said that and Pastor Dutton was sharing this with me while we're on the way back and say sometimes when we share stories we sometimes don't share it in the completion of it or the fullness of it. And it just sounds like, um, oh, Dr. K just saw me in a vision and just said, you are going to be the pastor of the church. And then all of a sudden, I just started walking in this anointing, da-da-da-da-da, and did you just do so? Somebody's not doing anything. Somebody's not serving. Somebody's not doing anything. Say, oh, that's the story of this person. That's really not what it is, Right? Well, let me say this here. I can, I can relate very well with that story that Pastor Dutton had shared. And to think that it was sowing to, um, to a ministry in Texas that God told him to sow to. And, and this time, it probably never crossed your mind that you were going to ever live in Texas. This tells us the way God works. Like, our mind is so small to capture. And so sometimes... We want to play gimmicks and giving. Say, if I give today, then I must see what I'm giving back tomorrow. But it's good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Some of you want to get your pressure, shake down, running together when it's not yet running over. You want to get everything quickly. I want to encourage you this season. There is such a supply of the Spirit in the new this season. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about, but let me say this here. I think, in my own opinion, and I believe that the Lord is saying this through me, this season should be one of the highest seasons of generosity in your life in terms of giving, like never before. Like never before. I shared during the leaders' meeting, and this is so important. I said that, you see, there comes a season God will tell you, pray. Another season comes, God is saying, give, 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 give. That is a trigger for someone. Your next phase is inside this thing. That's, that's, that's the next phase. You know, when we're on campus, Pastor, you guys taught us that what we have that is not enough for us is a seed. It means what you have and it's not enough, it's a seed. You must be crazy in your giving. In building the kingdom of God. You know, I, I was sharing with a, a selective people. I, just, I said something. I said during, um, during the, the leaders meeting that the Lord dropped something. I was walking out right there and the Lord just dropped something in my heart. And he says that there is sin budget, but there is no righteousness budget. Let me explain what I mean. And so you all saw the super mom, right? Um, poster on CNN and everybody was talking about it. And God said to me, what you are seeing right there is sin budget. It means there is a budget to fund sin. 
But do you know that believers sometimes we don't have budgets to counter or to push what God wants to do? And instead of that, what we then do is always about God, give me, give me, give me, give me. And so sometimes we can sing the song, what can I do for you, my Lord? Very casually. We just dance to it. I want you to know. Pastor Dutton says something. Nobody gets, nothing just happens. Some people want what people got in consecration. They just want it out of manifestation in prayers. But if you look at people's life, that thing was gotten by consecration. I started giving 100 naira from my campus days. 100 naira, 100 naira, 100 naira. And I've never stopped giving to you today. I said to you, and I'm saying this again to challenge you. There is no week that goes out that I don't look for at least five people to give to. No week. And it's not as though when we started giving, we had everything. It's just little by little. Little by little. The days of hunger, where you would give out of faith. But Peter, yes or no? Out of faith, just, just take. The days where you would give and you would decide to fast. And you would trust God. And some people, you've gotten so comfortable, you have stopped trusting God. You have so much money now. You have something now. now trusting God, your money can take care of it. How many of you have given your salary before? People say, eh? I know deal. I know deal. But that's how we must give generously. Like the Macedonian church. Give. That's how greatness is formed. Glory be to God. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.